0: Welcome to Deadhouse. I am Dylan. I am Nathan. How are you, my friend?
1: I should be asking that to you. You had a birthday this week. How was that?
0: That was good. That was Tuesday, and uh, we had like a belated dinner mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. Went to a Mexican restaurant, and uh, had a few few friends there. Mm-hmm. had some laughs, and uh, you got me some Japanese whiskey.
1: I did. Japanese whiskey and a Japanese manga.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Junji Ito, yep, is it? Yep. Yeah. So Frankenstein, one of my favorite novels... Uh, redone in like horror manga mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. keen, that'll be cool Speaking of reading, you know what else I've read this week what, what could you have possibly have read since last week? We mentioned in the last <laughs> pod uh, that I ended up getting the same Goosebumps collection that Alex gifted you yep. So of course I started with Welcome to Dead House Which is what, better than you, I remember
1: Yeah, you say of course, I mean, I'm mean i reading them from start to end You're okay. going through and picking what your favourites
0: Well th- these ones aren't numbered, right? Like they're the not numbered, albums? but
1: I'm reading them just in order that they're, they're packed in the collection. Okay. Because I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a reason that they put them that way. Mm. Maybe they're just... No, it wouldn't even be people's sure. favourites because the first is Night of the Living Dummy, but then it's like Deep Trouble.
0: Which, yeah. Which, I don't know. And then two and three, Night a Living Dummy, are like side by side later in the pack, yeah, like but almost, surely they weren't... Almost at the end. Yeah. So, I started with that and then I read Say Cheese and Die, which is one of our favourites. Which, it turns out, I probably haven't read that particular one because you, yeah. you
1: described some of the scenes from it and... They didn't ring a bell. Yeah. So the, I'm,
0: I must have just read Say, Cheese and Die again. Yeah, because the scene that you told me about in like episode one or two, whenever it was, way back when, uh, I couldn't remember, and it wasn't in this, but I forgot until you mentioned last night, there was a Say, Cheese and Die again. Mm. So that was cool. But now I've started The Haunted Mask, which was another favorite of mine. Yeah. As a That, kid. That's,
1: that's, that one I definitely have read. So that's, mm-hmm. that's all right. And
0: I... Believe it or not, Mm -hmm. finished Deep Trouble. Oh, nice. (laughs) I finished my second one.
1: You are not wrong. Once you actually sit down and read them, it's like an hour's worth of reading. Yeah. yeah. I finished it because I I messaged you to come over. Oh, am I right to come over at 12? Mm. And you wanted to push back an hour? I just finished it in that hour. Hell yeah. Because
0: I think I've read like two and a half this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... They're literal children's mm. books. Yeah, so no, I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know why I was expecting it to be longer.
0: Some of the chapters are like two pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was deep trouble because I don't think I had that, but I don't think I ever read it.
1: It it's all right. It's it's you know, it's R.L. Stein mm. is good for writing for children. Yeah, like as an adult reading it, it's very simplistic writing. Yeah, it's very like. Of course, that happens.
0: There's some like, big words. <laughs> the,
1: some maybe. Uh the whole thing wraps up in, like, the last five pages yeah. very, like, coincidentally and very easily. Mm, um, that's true. But it's enjoyable.
0: Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's,
1: good. it's always good to hit that nostalgia-like. I was like, yeah. oh, I remember this bit. This was good.
0: It's a good blast from the past, and... uh People that follow us on Facebook and Instagram probably would have seen this, but I also got a, a couple of tattoos mm-hmm. this week in my time off. So I've got a little uh, chest burster on the arm. Little that, that's the one I'm jealous of. That one's yeah. very good looking. It's, uh, it's just an outline at this point. We were thinking of doing shading, but uh, when she did it, she was like, you know what? It's pretty sick with just the outline. <laughs> How about you let it heal and come back if you want more? So, mm-hmm. And also got a little vampire Mr. Burns yes. on the other arm. My yeah. personal favorite. My, I showed my brother that. Yeah. He
1: loves Simpsons. He liked it. He was like, oh, is he going to get it colored? And I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't think so, because nah.
0: all of your tattoos are just black. Just black and grey wash. Yeah. I think that's, see, he's my favourite Simpsons character, but I think in hindsight, that might be my favourite episode, because that Treehouse horror also has turret five and a half feet, which is the gremlin on the side of the bus episode, yep. and when Homer sells his soul for a donut, and you've got Devil Flanders. It's a solid episode. What a banger. Yeah. But uh, what have you been up to outside of um, coming to hang out at a Mexican restaurant last night? Honestly, not much. Just uh, re- reading Goosebumps. Well, that was today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a stock standard week, was it? Yeah, it was just a stock standard week. Nothing crazy happened. Yeah, moving on. You need some you need some downtime. Uh, yeah. Well, today's going to be an interesting episode because uh, so we're talking about it. The uh, we are talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> the Stephen King adaptation of the evil entity that takes the form of whatever you fear most and in this this town it seems to often be a clown pennywise the dancing clown because kids fucking hate clowns
1: yeah is is there any does, does it give any reason why that's its, like sort of base form that it always takes cuz it i thought it, that was the reason just cuz kids all kids are afraid of, afraid of clowns <laughs> well
0: because it it takes I wasn't afraid of
1: clowns oh i fucking hate clowns <laughs> i might be more afraid of clowns than
0: spiders that's absurd, and you're a madman. <laughs> because, like, it has like, um, it, it has, like, spider elements, snake elements. Um, sometimes it'll take on, like, a family member or someone that, like, a character is terrified of. Mm-hmm. So I presume that the entity just assumes the form of whatever you're afraid of. I haven't read the book, so I can't, you know, <laughs> be certain.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's probably one of the best setups for a horror, like, story, because... Mm. If you have an entity that takes the form of whatever the character is scared of, then you have full license to just put in a different versions of it yeah. for like s- things that the readers would be scared of. Like, oh, mm. if a reader were to be, to be, well, I say reader, like reader for the book, viewer for the yeah. you know, movie, if they were to be scared of spiders like myself, they can put in a spider and it's like, oh shit. Mm. If they're scared of clowns, put in a clown. If they're scared of lepers, then you're put in a fucking leper.
0: You know what, I was just thinking while you were saying that Maybe another part of the reason that it often takes the form of a clown Is to kind of lure kids in Because obviously not all kids are afraid of clowns oh, yeah, That's that, why that, they take that, kids to circuses Yeah, because the movie literally opens with Like Georgie being lured into mm. the sewer by a clown So yeah. that makes complete sense Like makes him laugh and, and says he just wants to be friends or whatever And then just, yeah Yeah, it's the, the, mo-
1: the most unassuming form it can take That can easily turn scary, I
0: guess mm. So it's it's kind of got uh, both going for it. I mean, I'm terrified of clowns, but some <laughs> kids love them, so but it's yeah, the reason this is gonna be a tricky episode is because there's there's technically like technically four films that we'll be sort of dealing with to discuss this because originally yeah. like the nineteen ninety miniseries was like a two part kind of show mm-hmm. um that you can now just Watch as like a a streamlined film Yep And then they remade it In two separate films There's chapter one and chapter two In 2017, 2019 So I think what we're going to do today Is we're going to discuss the remakes Mm -hmm. uh, And and make some parallels to the original Or, or, uh, you know, mention what we did like About the original Because obviously like The the original was the first one I saw I presume it was the first you saw as well
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so it's it's dated in like you know some of the acting and the the practical effects, but it does have that going for it. Uh, in comparison to the newer ones, with like yep. a lot of the claymation or the um, the makeup and stuff, and obviously Tim Curry's Pennywise sells it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into the different Pennywises mm. later, I reckon. But I think in terms of like the movies themselves, I view the original like miniseries one mm-hmm. as less of a horror because. Looking back, it's so fucking campy. Yeah, and the, yeah. You, you can't really be afraid of it. Mm. Whereas the new one is a lot scarier, but also a lot funnier.
0: Yeah, see, I, I think you're right. The first one, like the 1990 original, is kind of like disturbing. But then, yeah, yeah then the new ones have like actual like jump scares and um, you know, things like that. But because they've got actual like comedians as some of the cast, and a lot of the banter, and like the the dynamic in the dialogue is is quite funny.
1: Yeah, well, the original
0: had comedians before they were comedians. They had Seth
1: Green Seth as one Green, of the yeah.
0: <laughs> <Which laughs> I... was my favourite character in the original. He's the, honestly
1: the only one I really remember from the original.
0: Yeah, okay. I I think I remember them all, or like I can see their faces, but in terms of like their interactions or things they say, they're not very quotable, at least not as much as him or obviously Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I suppose we'll talk about the story of mm-hmm. It. So, uh, like I said, I haven't read the book, but... Um, so it's set in the late '80s, which is probably for the best because if we try to talk about the story
1: of the book, mm. it's way too confusing from the little that I know. Because it gets yeah. into like macroverse and like right. a giant turtle that <laughs> accidentally sneezed or
0: vomited the universe up. Oh my! Yeah. And uh, so this was right yeah. in the middle of his raging coke addiction. Yeah, surely, surely, and like very the, open-minded.
1: Yeah, apparently it leads into like the Dark Tower story and stuff. But yeah, okay. The, the movie, so like reading the book how the hell do you turn that into a movie that's yeah. like streamlined and people are going to get into yeah so yeah. i think i think both versions of it did a really good job of distilling it down to what it like needs to be mm. and just making a coherent
0: story out of it yeah that's true and i suppose because it does apparently chop and change between past and present in the book but then like looking at the remakes at least it's kind of like one film set entirely as kids and then the next one set entirely as adults but with these kind of like flashbacks but they're like yeah. flashbacks of new scenes They're not just, like, showing clips from Chapter 1, which I like. Yeah, another way to make it more coherent, I guess, because
1: it'd be hard to watch that.
0: Yeah. Because that's two
1: completely, like, separate storylines. And it wouldn't fit in one movie for sure.
0: No, no. And even then, like, Chapter 2 is, like, nearly three hours long. Yeah, very, very long. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, like, I think I wrote it down in here. So, the 1990 two-part miniseries, if you watch it, You know, as a whole, back to back, yeah, yeah, is three hours, 12 minutes.
1: So, part two was of the new one was pretty much just a little longer than Mm. both of the originals. That's, yeah, that's a lot.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so back to the story. It's set in the late 80s um, and it's kind of like a coming of age story which seems to be like yeah. a stephen king trademark mm-hmm. you know when you look at We're films real, like real stand by me yeah? yeah yeah stand by me and um it's like this like we said this this evil entity that comes back to Derry, maine every 27 years because to... it's
1: stephen king so of course it's yeah. got to be in maine <laughs> of course
0: uh hell on earth and uh every 27 years to eat children uh because presumably it feeds on fear that's feeds how it on survives fear and yeah, just children in general. So, I presume it just eats enough every 27 years that it can kind of hibernate?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. I don't actually know what That's the reason fine. is
0: that it's <laughs> so regimented, but... Um, it's like a bear, you know? Yeah. Eat enough for
1: the winter, for the 27-year winter, and then come out, eat again. Yeah.
0: Good to go. That's right. And uh, it's... We'll say, like, the, the 1990 original... Uh, which, by the way, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who did Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Okay.
1: So which is great. Very so, divisive.
0: Yeah. And uh, written by Lawrence D. Cohen, who I think adapted Carrie and maybe another Stephen King story for the screen. But right. um, does the original start, is the opening scene Georgie and the Storm Drain? Like, I, I like think the so. remake?
1: Yeah. I think both of them start with Georgie.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because at least in the remake, it like fucking bites his arm off and he's... Crawl on away with that. What do, what, do you mean, severed at le- what do you
1: mean at least in the remake it starts with that?
0: Well, I don't think that happens in the first one. It's just implied. It like, shows him reaching into the drain and then you just hear like a scream or something. Yeah, well, because
1: it, it was the 80s, man. You couldn't mm. show a little kid getting his arm bitten off. We've well, come a long way since then. The 80s was peak body horror. Not to children. <laughs> it still had to get, you know... A good rating from the NBA mm. if, if that existed back then Yeah uh, It still had to be accepted By the wider audience Nowadays people are used to that
0: Yeah that's true But I mean The practical effects Of the 1991 Was cool Like the, the only kind of things I remember Is this one scene Where one of the kids Is in Like a locker room and all the shower heads, like, come out <laughs> at him and, like, caught him yep. uh, in this room. And also, I loved the, like, baby chickens on the the table when they're at the restaurant. <laughs> the and meet Orient, up as adults. Yeah. yeah, and they're just, like, um, coming out of the eggs and shit on the table like, and <laughs> crawling towards them. That was cool. But And I was nervous the first time I saw the 2017 remake, like, how they would redo that because I loved that so much. Mm-hmm. But... I rewatched it again for this pod and my dad's in the room. And <laughs> when it like hatches and it's got the head of like a baby crying out, I told you and I was like, that's fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how good that was. And there's like different like baby animals just crawling around. It was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for being C- CGI. It was very good. Very yeah. convincing. Yep. But yeah. So the 2017 one directed by Andy Muschietti, who also did the sequel. Yep. Chapter 2.
1: Which is always good when a mm. one director can just keep his vision throughout yeah. all, uh, either a whole franchise or just between two movies.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it was written by... Uh, I think it was chiefly written by Gary Doberman, who also did the screenplay of the sequel. But in the first one, they also credited Chase Palmer and Carrie Fukunaga uh, because I think they contributed to the, the early renditions. And they just wanted to keep them on to mm-hmm. sort of give them credit. But uh, yeah, having the same crew definitely for those two films and because they're only released two years apart i presume filming took place you know within like a five-year time frame well it would have to with the kid actors because even yeah. even
1: with like part two the kids had already aged like a couple of years mm. so i think in a couple of scenes they literally had to like de-age them like, yeah digitally okay. use that old techno well not that new technology at yeah. the time for sure uh and then they had to like shave their face and shit because <laughs> they were starting to get facial hair i think one of the characters Maybe it might have been the kid who played young Ben. Okay, I think he went from like four foot eight to like five foot three or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! And so I think they like the, a couple of the characters had to have like little platforms in their shoes just so everyone was like the proper oh, height. Oh
0: yeah, that's funny. And I think. I was like that when I watched the second season of Stranger Things. Yeah. The first one ends, and then the next season starts, I think, like a year later or whatever. But they all look like they're <laughs> fucking teenagers, and they've all got deeper voices, well, different that, haircuts. That's
1: the problem with filming with like pre-teens just about to hit puberty. Mm. Like they, The tr- the change is just drastic.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I guess that was a nice uh, unintentional segue. So, uh, starring Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise, the, the of course. The new Pennywise the Clown. Yeah.
1: Apparently more... Um, accurate to his book description, with his orange hair and silver pom
0: poms. Mm, okay, and Jade Martell, uh, who plays Bill, Stuttering Bill, and Finn Wolfhard, mm-hmm. uh, who, who obviously is Stranger Mike, Things, fame. I think from Stranger Things. Yeah, uh, not a bad cast for kid actors. We we often I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> um, we are often, like, skeptical of horrors with kid actors, but yeah. these ones were good.
1: Skeptical is one word for it. I usually hate it. <laughs> there's uh, there's, there's very few, like, horror, or not even horror, just movies with kid actors as the main cast that I like. Yeah, yeah. Or not that I like, but that I, you know, the kids don't annoy me. Mm. And this one is one of them. Like, it's good. They're, none of the kids are really that annoying. They play off each other really well. They have really yeah. good chemistry... Um, and I think a lot of it's like the writing too. Like they're not written to be dumb kids. Mm. They're written as if like like we've all been that age and that kid's like swearing all the time. Yeah. Like that's a kid that's a thing that little boys do at that age. Yeah. And like and the amount of jokes are like, Oh, I fucked your mum.
0: Yeah. Or <laughs> the playful insults. I mean yeah. speaking of that dynamic. I read that a lot of the dialogue between Richie and Eddie was improvised. Okay. So that's, that's they were speaking how young kids would yeah. speak. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. Um, obviously, Tim Curry is kind of the, the saving grace of that <laughs> original, but Bill Skarsgård was definitely more unsettling, like, particularly with that whole outturned eye thing that he does and yeah, the constant drooling.
1: Yeah, it's definitely to be said that. Bill Skarsgård is way scarier, mm. uh, and Tim Curry's definitely leans into the camp. He had more charm. No, he has way more charm and charisma.
0: Yeah, which I guess was what like lured the kids in more. It was more believable. Yeah, yeah. like in this one, like with Georgie or with the the young girl at the bleachers in Chapter Two, like it, it's still creepy. Like at no point is does he look like his attempt at luring them in is going to work.
1: Yeah, just dumb kids. Like, hey, this is this clown looks really messed up. Yeah. And oh, it, unrelated, well, kind of related, off, mm. off topic, that the scene with the little girl under the bleachers. Yeah. It's such a funny, like, bit. I think it's when he's going to count and mm. he stops counting and then he just has this, like, look on his face where he's just completely deadpan, like, drooling. Oh, yeah. And he does that a couple of times in the movies and it is just so unsettling.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the drooling is just a result of the large prosthetic teeth. <laughs> okay. And, um,. The director, Andy Muschietti, wanted to to play along with that because it just looked like he was just hungry and like this ravaging beast that mm. was just ready to, to eat his prey. Um, and obviously, the it, the famous outturned eye trick is just something that Skarsgård can naturally do. Man, I wish I could do that. I can do like the in-turned-eye where okay. one eye goes in, but yeah. I can't do outward. Yeah, it just really kind of looks like it was dropped as a kid, and <laughs> now he uses it as a party trick. But yep. yeah, speaking of like that animalistic behavior, uh, I also read um, that in preparation for his role as Pennywise, um, he, well, he noted Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight as a big inspiration. Okay. Uh, I mean, just clown learning from a clown. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, but also, he was watching like, animal documentaries to study the body language of hyenas and bears. Okay, and I that's mean, that's what he was using to kind of portray that uh, like primitive, I guess, uh, hunger for the for the children.
1: I always like when actors do that. Like he he did that. I think uh, Hannibal Lecter, mm. who played him,
0: uh, Anthony Hopkins. There you go.
1: <laughs> he I believe studied like reptiles so that he could have oh. a very like reptilian, cold blooded approach to his Hannibal Lecter.
0: That's cool. Like flicking the tongue out every now and then. Yeah, and just
1: like super white eyes. I don't think and just like sort of the way he like moves his head
0: yeah like and very then, still but then like suddenly just twitching yeah and then that's cool
1: in a non-horror <laughs> world Jim Carrey for Ace Ventura oh really he, he based a lot of his movements in the movie on like birds so he's like strutting his head a lot oh that's cool which not horror
0: related, but I love his performance in that it's great <laughs> yeah yeah it is good It's it's not I guess it's not like character acting but it's good like studying because yeah. yeah, it just makes it more natural mm. I guess that's cool and um, apparently uh, at least in chapter 1 um, where the, the cast was largely children yep. um, he, he avoided them between filming and would have to like comfort them after takes because they were genuinely <laughs> terrified
1: yeah, I, I never
0: I don't know I, I get sceptical
1: reading stuff like that and mm. like, oh, yep the kids were genuinely scared on set but like, I don't think they were I think that's all a lot of hype for the movie, because yeah. like they're all actors, they know it's not real. They're not really going to be that scared. Mm. Like it's not like those guys would have would have had to actually like comfort them. Oh, it's just me. I'm not really a yeah, killer yeah. clan. They know that they're actors.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. I think uh, the <laughs> I did read like one scene where he's. I think uh, it must have been when he's about to get Eddie. I think it's when Eddie's at the house. And mm-hmm. uh, he's, like, drooling on him and spitting on him and stuff. The kid was, like, gagging. Because <laughs> he's, like, a germophobe yeah, in, in hy- the story. Yeah, hypochondriac. Yeah, yeah. Probably largely influenced by his controlling All mother. fully influenced by his mother. <laughs> Speaking of which, that actress um, was the same one who plays his wife <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. That's, that's so
1: funny. That's such a good casting choice.
0: Yeah. And even, like, when they show... Um, Beverly, like an adult Beverly, portrayed by Jessica Chastain, ends up essentially marrying her father. Yeah. Well, <laughs> same abusive relationship. Yeah. Like, it's good that
1: they sort of get that concept. Mm. Um, it's just sort of amplified the fact that the woman is played by the same actress. Yeah. Like, just to say, hey, like, he married his mother. She married her father. Mm. But... In her case, it's it's not like they could same they could cast the same guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. But uh, no, that was that was cool to see. Uh, but speaking of the twenty seventeen remake, uh, it had a budget of thirty five million dollars mm-hmm. and made seven hundred and one point eight million dollars at the box oh, office. A oh, a of m- money. It, yeah, it made it the highest grossing Stephen King adaptation of all time.
1: More than that, wasn't it also the highest-grossing like R-rated movie of all
0: time? Oh, I didn't read that. but R-rated. That'd be cool. I
1: mean, I, I think I don't want to you know spit facts that aren't true, but mm. I think it's like the highest gross. Oh, it was at the time the highest-grossing horror movie.
0: It would have been very anticipated because I guess having the original as like a TV miniseries, I don't think they could really gauge like how much it made. Yeah, well, I, I
1: remember that the hype for it was. Like real Like Mm. a lot of people Were super excited They had like a lot of Marketing campaigns Involving clowns Yeah Which I think a lot of it Remember back I think slightly before The movie came out There was that trend At least in Australia I don't know if it was Anywhere else Mm. Where some motherfuckers Were just dressing up as clowns And like trying to be creepy In real life Yeah Uh, And then this movie came out I want to say like Within a year later Or something Mm, And so a lot of that Probably would have Drawn up some hype For Killer Clown
0: That's cool Uh, But yeah $35 million And it made over 700 million, that's insane I'm pretty sure I saw this at the movies At least once, I might have seen it twice Yeah, I,
1: yeah, I definitely saw it at the movies
0: mm. And I was definitely impressed uh, I was kind of nervous Because I'm always like that When they remake a classic But um, it was definitely worth Of all the like horror remakes out there And particularly like Stephen King's Getting remakes left, right and centre these days yep. This was definitely one that, that Benefited from it
1: Yeah, well, in terms of... I don't think the original uh, miniseries was a classic. Like, it's definitely got a cult following. Mm. But I don't think it's, like, regarded as a really good horror movie that everyone
0: needs to see. Not technically speaking. Uh, I I mean, like, from a technical technical point of view. Yeah, point of view. Yeah, like, it it wasn't influential in any way. It was just, yeah, memorable because of a cult following, like you said. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, more so about the... About it itself and, like, Pennywise... I like how the red balloon is always like uh, an indication that it's mm-hmm. near, um, and you know the famous line "We all float down here" or "You'll float here too" or whatever. Yep. Is that referring to like balloons floating, or is it like being in a storm drain and floating in water, or is it like in Chapter Two when there's the well and all the dead or like missing kids are floating? Well, that's at the end of Chapter mid-air. One, and
1: I think it's. Kind, oh, sorry. I think it's kind of because well, that's not. In the miniseries, I don't think either of those, like, the kids floating at the end, or even the line, you'll float too. Oh, surely you'll float too is. (sighs) That's, like, a hella famous line. Fuck, maybe it is. I don't know then. Um, But, yeah, I think it's just alluring, alluding to, um, yeah, just, like, balloons, carnival, floating. Yeah. And then,
0: like, the kids floating at the end. Because I always associate it with the balloon. But then, like, particularly in the remakes, there's a lot of, like water scenes and i was like oh shit maybe it's referring to floating on the surface of I mean, water <laughs> just
1: just maybe it's like i'll kill you and you'll float on water because dead people float
0: yeah okay well speaking of floating i also love in the remakes whenever like pennywise gets wounded the blood floats out of him like zero gravity yeah i mean that's also
1: maybe got something to do with it
0: yeah that's kind of cool um because he's like it is technically like some kind of alien force Right.
1: Yeah. It, yes. In the movies, he's pretty much set up to be an alien. Mm. Uh, and then in the books, he's extra dimensional. Yeah. Like okay. Transdimensional.
0: Just some sort of dimensional, not our own. Some kind of shape-shifting being. Because he even says in chapter two, he's like an eater of oils Yeah. Or something. Yeah. So he's set up to be this alien that came from the sky. Mm. And I also like when he attacks the kids. Whenever he. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Whenever he like bites them, it's like a shark bite. Yeah, like that, the eyes roll back in his head, and he's like the multiple rows of teeth are exposed. Yeah, or even like uh, the
1: step beyond that towards the end of the first one, where he like his sort of upper jaw opens up, and oh, like his whole like
0: head opens. Yeah, when you see like the dead the dead in his inside throat. of it. Yeah, that reminded me of I can't remember what the creature is, but in like Beetlejuice, <laughs> there's like a oh, scene where yeah. like one of the creatures opens its mouth like that. Mm. And obviously, I guess being a clown made that connection too. But yeah, that is definitely very sick. Well, Beetlejuice isn't a clown. No, but like, isn't there like a clown in it? I don't or, think so. Or circus like costuming? I think that's just Tim Burton. <laughs> just because <it's> a Tim <laughs> that Burton might just film. be Tim Burton, yeah. Um, so yeah, that iconic Storm Drain is sick. And uh, a lot of the first encounters with Pennywise in Chapter One are really well done. Because for being, you know, uh, like 2010s horror film uh and having a decent amount of cgi apparently they did try to use as much practical effects as they could yep. and they only use cgi to enhance it um and a lot of these scenes when like the kids individually is it like seven of them seven or eight there are seven kids yeah um when they like first have an encounter like i think the first one you see is i think mike in the alleyway and there's like the the burned yep. people trying to get out the door um. What else is there? The Oh, the fucking creepy long-necked woman from the painting. That's the
1: only one that I don't really like because okay. it, it doesn't look very practical. Like, that one is the... Of, oh, all, yeah. of all the introductions to Pennywise, that's... Well, not Pennywise, but it. Mm. That's the one that looks the most CGI. That one was definitely a, like, James Wan-esque kind of creature. Yeah. I got the vibe of. Yeah. I mean, my favourite was the, the leper because he... Like, that almost looks 100% practical.
0: Is that the... When, when you say the leper, which which bit is that? The, when Eddie's walking, like Kid Eddie's walking past oh, the house. Oh, and the, the nose. Is like a weird yeah. triangular looking yeah. suction thing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Snotty mucusy like shit. Like
1: he, he drops his pills or inhaler. I think he drops his pills and he goes to pick them up, sees like the feet and then looks up and it's, yeah, this, oh, this diseased yeah. man. That oh, it picks
0: of... up the red pill. Do you think this will help me, Eddie? <laughs> yeah. That was sick. Yeah. I'll pay that. I think my favorite is when Ben's in the library and sees the headless dude. Because it's, like, staggering oh, yeah, down yeah. steps and stops. And then it, like, takes the next step and you <laughs> see it's, it's headless. That uh, was cool. Yeah, that that's actually a really good whole sequence
1: where he's like, starts upstairs in the library looking through the books and, like, each mm. each page is the same page but slightly zoomed in. Yeah, that's and, cool. I mean, I assume you noticed, but, like, in the background of that scene, the old librarian lady is just standing there the whole time looking at him yeah. like, with a weird smile and he never notices it. Yeah, so everyone's, an- like, frozen. Yeah, so it's another one of those, like some things in the background to scare Mm. you and the main character doesn't see it which I love
0: I kind of liked that as well because they're like literally out of focus Mm. as well and um, that was a good analogy because he's looking at like photographs Mm -hmm. so it's like he's in a photograph and I think they do that again in chapter 2 but it's when Richie's in the park and all the bystanders are just still watching him while Mm. the big uh, the fucking Paul Bunyan yeah, statue, yeah, yeah The like Lumberjack and, and Pennywise is up there But then when he starts singing And the music starts playing Everyone that in the background Is like swaying. Yeah. yeah, that's so fucking cool Very creepy uh, And I also liked In, in chapter one um, When they do that Like blood in the sink scene From the mm-hmm. original uh, But it's like The hair Comes out and grabs it It reminded <laughs> me of like Evil Dead
1: Yeah, I definitely got Evil Dead vibes from that Or even well. The
0: Grudge no, I've
1: not seen The Grudge, so I can't make that connection.
0: There's this really gross scene where, because uh, the hair is like, the clumps of hair is like a, it's like The Grudge's red balloon. Okay. And there's a scene where the main chick, at least in the American remake, is like pulling a clump of hair <laughs> out of her mouth. And it's like a magician's handkerchief. like it. just it. keeps coming and coming. I love it. It's fucking gross. Uh, But that was sick. And, and then like the dad comes in and he can't see the blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like smears her face like that. That that whole like relationship, just the tension between the creepy father and Bev, is so disturbing. Yeah, very disturbing. <laughs> very disturbing. Uh, Hella creepy.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I, I want to say that I very much like that this movie. Although the main antagonist is it, mm. the clown, the spider, yeah, that everything. Um, like that's not the only struggles or like. Mm. Like challenges that the char- like the main characters, have to overcome. Yeah, and despite the fact that there's seven main characters, mm. like they each have their own struggles. Like you got Bev with her abusive father. You got Bill who's just lost his little, like little brother. Fucking Eddie with his overbearing mother. Mm. Mike's like a black kid. In Ma- Mike's a, a racist, an
0: orphan, isn't he? An orphan in a like a racist. Midwestern town Because everyone thinks he Like n- Not set the fire But because he didn't Try to help them Because the door was too hot I mean But he was also a kid So yeah, like Why well, exactly yeah I think yeah It's just it's like very Thinly veiled
1: racism Yeah but Then you got yeah. um, Hank Hank's the fat one right Hank, Hank Where <laughs> the, the get fuck it? is Hank? Henry What's his name again Are you talking about Ben Yeah I I, <laughs> I don't know What happened to my mind there. Ben is um. Henry's like the bully The, the Henry, mullet Okay
0: yeah uh, Pocket knife Wielding redneck Yeah yeah. So Ben's got, you know,
1: he's a little fat kid who's new in town. And mm. then yeah, hell, even like the bully villain is being like fucking physically abused by his father. Yeah. It's like every character has their own like
0: they've all got their own, own personal battles. And yeah. then on
1: top of that, they got to fight this evil fucking
0: entity. Mm. Well, I think that was good because it made them stronger. So because they've all got like shit that they're dealing with in their personal lives that when they come together to defeat some evil interdimensional entity that feasts on fear and <laughs> kills children then like who better than to get these strong kids like united to mm-hmm. you know like a nice little wholesome undertone uh but speaking of henry like that bully i also like that it kind of uses him as a conduit in a way to like do his bidding and and like try to kill off these kids yep i, I presume that's the the idea sure. and
1: which well, kind of doesn't make sense though because if he's feeding off fear and killing would, wouldn't it want to do it himself like, why is he sicking this kid onto him?
0: Uh, I guess just
1: to introduce like a background fear.
0: Yeah, I don't know actually because I like in chapter two when it shows Henry Bowers as, as an adult in like a psychiatric hospital, mm. and it breaks him out because it's like the dead teenage friend like <laughs> yeah. driving the car. Remind me of like the fucking dude from <laughs> Pet Cemetery. But, yeah, um,
1: I gotta say I, I like the way they used Henry in the first like, in chapter one a lot better Mm. because he's, like, a psychotic bully that goes from just a psychotic bully to, like, a literal psychopath that's then trying to kill the kids. In the second one, he's a lot more, I don't know, passive, if that makes sense. Like, he's not as present throughout the movie. He's only in a couple of scenes and he doesn't really add much to it. It's definitely more methodical. Yeah, you get the, like, the confrontation in the bathroom, which is a great scene and, like,
0: funny, (laughs) but it's... It. Other than that, it doesn't really add that much to it. That's fair. Yeah, because I guess in the first one, it shows him and his friends like just stumbling upon like the Losers Club, and then yeah. whenever he sees them, he just like gives them shit. Whereas in the first one, it's definitely like hunting them down, and he's got like that undead accomplice. And the second one, you mean? What did I say? The first one. Oh yeah. In the second <laughs> one, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's not just like he's a hurricane, and if you step in his way, you'll mm. just. Cut his carve his name in your stomach or throw rocks at you.
1: Yeah, that that's not bullying.
0: That's that's oh, is fucking torture. Daddy, yeah, that's, and his that's, dad's a cop. That's jail <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, uh, but I like uh, when his dad's like asleep in front of the TV watching like some kids show, and it it changes to them all like chanting "kill them all." Yeah, well, there's also a scene I think in Beverly's house mm.
1: when his her dad's asleep and the TV's on. You can hear. Like the same like TV show saying yeah. things, and I can't remember what it says, but it's it's still like clearly Pennywise yeah. through the TV, yeah. And it's like what it made me think. What's that for? Like because the main character like Bev, mm. like she's not seeing or hearing that TV, so it's more in the background. Is that alluding to like the adults and shit are
0: under the influence of it as well? Um, either that or just like ignorant to it because they just Uh, like don't believe them because they're kids because i guess what it does is it kind of like distorts their reality but only they can see it Mm. or like the people that believe in it can see it because like the adults like look at um bev's dad for example Mm. in like the bathroom scene uh like they can't see when any of the surroundings are changed or when it is around but the kids can i think it's because their belief in it gives it strength, which is how they defeat it at the end of chapter two mm. by believing it's just a clown. And that okay. makes him small.
1: I kind of feel like though that because it is part like such a big part of the town, it has an influence over all of the adults as well. Okay. That's what I think. I don't know if that's that's legit or not, but I feel like like maybe her dad is the way he is because of the influence of it on the town. And Maybe. like it's just it's just this horrible place because it's got this entity living within it.
0: Yeah, and they, they don't really give a reason as to why it chose Derry, do they? It's just that it was like this comet-looking thing. Yeah, I think just, kind of like it's set that it pretty much just there. crashed and landed there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I guess on that note, talking about how like the town is influenced by it, um, chapter two starts like rather, rather uh, confrontingly. If confrontingly is a word (laughs) Yeah With just the gay couple Being brutally beaten Yeah And I think that's just A kind of show uh, What's the word I'm looking for Um, Like the regressive society And there's like The no tolerance um, For any like outsiders They very much have like This pride in Derry But it's like corrupt Mm Mm-hmm because it's, like, fucking brutal. Like they <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very hard... Beat s- him to it, a bloody pole. It's
1: a hard scene to watch. And, and toss I, him off a bridge. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of uh, viewers of the LGBT community uh, very much had a problem with watching this movie yeah. when it first came out, and they, they were very much against it. But I... It, it's a rough scene, but I mm. do think it needs to be there because it does a very good job of setting up that, yeah, this town is fucked. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that, that kind of leans into more, like, why I think that it has an influence like it's a fucked up town mm. because of it and so it's just bad place
0: yeah it's like when you were saying before about like well just the abuse that goes on in the town but also like the racism towards Mike and stuff mm. Um, like re-watching it I was wondering what the purpose was of, of having that scene and I guess that's what it is it's just leaning more into the fact that the town is so backward and it's, it's just a horrible place yeah especially for children <laughs>
1: Which is, I guess it also leans into why all of the main characters except for Mike, yeah. Uh, left. Like yeah, other than it, like they probably want to get away from him. Yeah, uh, yeah, like they they left that town because it's such a horrible place, and why they never went back.
0: So there's two things I want to like discuss on that note. Okay. So when they're adults and Mike calls them all up and yes. invites them back because it's it is back. It's 27 years later in yeah. chapter two. None of them like remember. What happened there? They just remember that they don't want to go back. What is the deal with that? This Uh, like amnesia that gets... Is it just like post-traumatic stress?
1: No, I'm pretty sure it is mystical. Okay. Uh, And like I said, I've not read the book, but I do know a little bit about it. Mm. And it's it's pretty much as soon as they leave, the entity of it is still in their mind. Yeah. And it's like it stays with them like a curse or a plague and... It makes them forget So they don't want to go back mm. Other than like The feeling that they don't want to go back Okay I think it also leans into um, Like they all are successful in life Like there's Like what Fucking Mike is No not Mike Oh Ben's like stayed. an architect ben, Ben's like a, an architect Richie's like a famous Fucking like Netflix stand-up comedian Bev is Ben's like, like, like a, a Fashion designer, fashion designer. I think. There's like a, a Bill's like a writer Who's mm. getting like a movie adapted And so they're all like weirdly successful. And I think in the books, at least it's hinted or even outright said that that's a mystical force so that it keeps them away. Like if they have Mm. like these super successful lives outside of dairy, they'll never want to go back. Okay.
0: See, why would it want to do that? Is that like a reward for beating it the first time? No, I think because it's coming back
1: in 27 years and it doesn't want it to be there to like stop it again,
0: maybe. Okay. And I suppose it does want children. Presumably See I thought it was maybe the opposite And like it makes them forget So they do come back Like for whatever reason it may be Like say if you're You know You grew up in this town You move away And 30 odd years later You have a relative die And you go back for a funeral (laughs) If you don't remember why you left Then you're back there In 27 years time So it can like Attack you again Mm, I don't know Maybe your theory Your theory sounds more Fleshed out than mine So (laughs) let's (laughs) roll with that Um, And the other thing I wanted to mention so they make this blood pact. Like they're fucking cut into each other's palms with a piece of glass <laughs> out of the ground. Yep. Um, and they're best friends. Like this tight knit little community they've created. Yep. They grow up, become adults, and they lose contact with each other. Uh,
1: yeah, like, that's just a small town, bro. Is, is
0: this part of the amnesia or do they just grow apart naturally after I... they were so closely bonded?
1: Yeah, I th- well, I think other than like. We don't live in a small town We didn't grow up in one But mm. I think a lot of people Who did grow up in a small town And move away Like obviously You're gonna lose contact With friends And then it's just Like the mystical Amnesia Let's call it Yeah Makes them forget like Everything to do with Derry Okay And so they forget the people They get, forget their friends mm. And then it's not until They go back or they're reminded of it, they're like, oh, yeah, this was my best friend. Yeah. Or this
0: was my love interest. Okay, interesting. And I suppose speaking of Chapter 2 and the characters, uh, we should probably mention more of the cast. So, uh, Jessica Chastain, of course, uh, which I thought was an unusual but really good choice for for an adult Beverly. And apparently that's who the child actor of Beverly actually suggested to play her adult self.
1: Yeah, I think uh, her and then Bill Hader. Like, yeah like, Finn Wolfhard Yeah around, a, Bill Hader. around the first movie All the kid actors Were sort of like Asked who they wanted yeah. To play it And they all had Their own ideas And mm. like those were the two That actually ended up Being okay
0: Bill Hader is amazing In this He's a standout for sure Yeah he's like, Very convincing he, He's a
1: very Like he's a good actor mm. Like despite the fact That he's you know Just meant to be a comedian I guess Yeah yeah But And I've never Have you watched um Barry the TV show
0: no, I want to. Yeah, I've heard looks good. about that. I need to go watch that. The um, only thing I remember him from is, like, Paul.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just because he has a lot of, like, small roles in, yeah. you know, comedy movies that his Saturday Night Live people have made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's really good at,
0: as an adult Richie. Mm. Um, like, the same kind of, like, personality. Like, just, make just, like, wisecracking and insulting everyone's mother. But, yeah. but like... James, I don't know. Really good body language too. Yeah, he's a, he's a standout for me in terms of
1: like just my favorite character because he's you know funny and mm. and stuff. But the one that I think mostly resembles the the kid is like I said before, James Ransone. Who uh, his name was Eddie, who plays Eddie. Yeah, like there's a, a mo- sure. there's a moment in the movie when he goes to the chemist as an adult, and they do like this fade transition of like a face on a face. Oh yeah, he looks exactly
0: like a grown up version. Mm, yeah, he- surely that was part of the casting process as well. Is they had to obviously yeah. think of who looked vaguely similar.
1: Yeah, which is funny because then you look at some of the like alternative casting choices they were considering, mm. and they're, they're ridiculous. I don't know many I think, of the alternatives. Uh, Hit me with some some names. I'm going off memory here, and I can't remember who they were for, but mm-hmm. there was, like, Jack Black was one of them. And, like, Jack oh. Black, I wouldn't see for any of them. Oh, I want to say it was, like, for Richie, like, com- like another comedic actor, Jack Black. Okay. Like, no. That's odd. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's the only one I remember? <laughs> no, that's <all> right. <laughs> okay. But but, I there, mean... but there were ones there that were, like, absurd. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Yeah, weird. All and right. even, even Jake, uh, James Ransone's, like, mannerisms, Like he must have studied that first movie Mm. to see how Eddie acted and his just like almost timorous nature. Yeah. But then outbursts of like, No fuck you. Yeah.
0: See it'd be it'd be flattering as a child actor to have these like these famous actors trying to emulate your portrayal of a character. Yeah. Which is really cool how um they asked like Andy asked all the kids like who their nominations would be Mm. and like half of them were, were picked up. And also James McAvoy as an adult Bill. And I love hmm. him as an actor. He's such a good character actor. Like we we've already mentioned in one of the pods um how, how he is in split, yeah, yeah. split and glasses, like uh, you know, with with dissociative disorder, and he plays like all these different people sometimes yeah. in a single shot. Yeah. It's just incredible. Um and the stutter and everything, like mm-hmm. it just seems so natural. And uh but yeah, Bill Hader was definitely my favorite, um, or Richie was my favorite, like adult character mm-hmm. I think my favourite kid actor was probably Eddie but their just whole relationship is yeah, great
1: which plays into the their relationship which you find out in the end of the movie
0: yeah So. yeah absolutely yeah. which is really nice I like that it's
1: it's pretty ho- well it's almost wholesome except yeah. for if you think about oh that means Richie's lived it for those who haven't seen it okay uh, at the end Eddie dies mm. and then you find out that Richie pretty much his whole life has had this like closeted like love
0: for Eddie mm. and... Because mm. um, they always yeah. gave shit to each other as kids. Yeah. And obviously the there was like this joking nature, but there was always like that genuine love underneath. Like they were always there for each other as friends. Yeah. It's and just that he unfortunately saw it as more than that.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like a tragedy of like, all right, so he's lived this whole life because he grew up in this small town where very against gay people that mm. like he's completely hidden within himself. Yeah. Not let it out. And so he's just, he's just been this like closeted man that's completely
0: denied a part of himself Mm. like his whole life until he loses his best friend like even when they show him as an adult and he walks out on stage for that stand-up act and he's like so i was masturbating to my girlfriend's like best friend's facebook profile or something like he's just overly masculine to try and like cover it up
1: which is funny though because then later you find out that he doesn't
0: even write his own jokes yeah (laughs) uh yeah and um yeah eddie is a kid he's just He's, like, the most logical one. Like, they want to go into this dilapidated house. And he's like, fuck no. And yeah. He's, like, concerned about germs and, and um, disease and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, he's practical. Um, but he's also, like, the most gullible in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Which works works
1: well because then he grows up to be, what, a risk analysis yeah. <laughs> manager yeah. or whatever. So yeah. So, like, leans into that
0: aspect of his personality. But speaking uh, more so about the... Commercial aspect of chapter two, um, not as successful as chapter one, of course. Uh, I know a common criticism was that runtime. uh, And also um, it didn't have as much, I guess, horror elements as the first one. Like in the first one, there's like a jump scare in every scene. Yeah, I mean, I kind of disagree
1: though. I feel like the second one is like... Like technically scarier movie Than the first mm. Like it's got more mo- Well maybe it's just Because there's a longer runtime, But it's got more moments Of like scare Yeah okay Like the Yeah like the Like whole, the scenes like, are more mir- drawn like, out The whole like mirror maze scene Yeah Is like scarier I guess than anything In the first movie
0: I know you haven't seen it But that reminded me a lot of Us okay. Jordan, The Jordan Peele horror There's like The way it ends is Like in a fair In a mirror maze Oh yeah And I was like Oh I've seen this somewhere <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in a mirror maze? Oh probably I used to not be a big fan of carnivals and and rides and because of the clowns things sure. like that as a kid. So I don't know if I had a bad experience and it scarred me, but yeah, okay. I, don't know. I think I've been in M roommates. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I've been in one. And how's fair? Uh, that's fine.
1: <laughs> that's all right. I was humbled because going into it, I was like, hey, surely they're not that hard. Mm. <laughs> they're not that bad. And um, like, unfortunately, it was kind of packed with people, yeah. which, which kind of ruined it a little bit. Yeah, but it was really fun. And like, you do get like hella disoriented. Mm. You know? Well, in almost walked into the glass a couple of times.
0: <laughs> in that scene where it's the local kid that lives in Bill's childhood house, he is trapped in this like this small boxed uh, part of the mirror maze, yep. and Pennywise on the other side trying to break in. How did the kid get in there? Why did he not just <laughs> leave the way that he found himself in there? Yeah, I think it's just because the kid was scared. I did, don't know. Do you think it's that or do you think it was like something supernatural happening and he like put up a wall that the kid couldn't get through?
1: No, I don't think so because I don't think Pennywise can have that much like influence over the world to like actually put up walls to stop mm. people. Actually, no. Fuck, you can. If if the kid believes it, then it is there. Yeah, that's Because the there's thing. the scenes with like the doors with like scary, not scary and very scary. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, maybe it was like he was supernaturally trapped in there or maybe he was just a scared little kid that couldn't find the way out. Yeah, okay. But there are theories out there that, like, that whole kid, um, everything to do with him is just Pennywise. Like, even the kid is just, like, another way for Pennywise to torment Bill. Okay. Doesn't really... Like, have much evidence to support that, but it's just a lot of people's, like, headcanon. Because mm, of, like, the parallel to Georgie, I guess? Yeah, just, like, rubbing it into his face that mm. you couldn't save Georgie and now you can't save this kid. Yeah. Which is what it's going for in the movie, but
0: then they take it a step further and say, well, the kid's not even real. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I do like when you first get introduced to him. And <laughs> yeah. he, like, meets adult Richie as a fan. And he's like, hey, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> the parents, like, just came up for a photo or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also only realized when I looked into it online, um, I didn't pick it up when I was, I was watching it, but the underside of his deck, his skateboard, has the pattern of the, the, the carpet yeah. in the shining. Yeah. That was a nice touch. Speaking again of the like, commercial success of this one, um, not as successful as Chapter 1. It had a budget of $79 million, mm-hmm. uh, which was over double Chapter 1. Yeah. Um, well, they had high hopes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but it only made four hundred and seventy three point one million at the box office, which is only. still shit loads. <laughs> still shit loads. It but only made almost half a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just just not not as big as Chapter One, but that's still impressive.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean for sure. Uh,
1: what? Why do you think that is? Like, were people just over the hype of it, or like they just didn't want to watch a three hour movie?
0: Um,
1: because after the first one, Pennywise was. Fucking everywhere in the real world Like mm. Kind of like At the moment The new Barbie movie has come out oh, You see fuck Barbie fucking everywhere Barbie and Oppenheimer yeah. Like memes <laughs> yeah. got her out And so people are already sick of Barbie So I imagine around that time People probably got sick of Yeah maybe. maybe Just being like shoved down their throats
0: Yeah maybe it was too much promotion mm. Over advertised Yeah I like that They were saturated And
1: they're like and, Oh uh, this fucking guy again
0: Yeah Oh, Interesting that, That's fair That could have been it uh, but yeah, this one is set twenty-seven years later, and of course, they all get the call from Mike to come back, and this is where uh, Stanley does not make it.
1: Yeah, it's a tasteful as a suicide, you know, sequence can be. It's, mm. it's quite tasteful. Like you don't actually see him do from it. Like, <laughs> like it's not like Thirteen's reasons Thirteen Reasons Why level. Oh yeah, It's rough. Um, but it's like tastefully done. Like you don't see him do it. It's just a before and after mm. with his blood, and it's like. Those first couple of, like, sequences of introducing the adult characters yeah. have some of the best transitions in, I'd say, any movies I've ever seen. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, the one where it, it um, transitions from, I think it's Ben's house, it, like, transitions up just to look at the stars, and then that's the underside of a jigsaw puzzle that Stanley's doing. Yeah, the, the stars are like,
0: the light through the puzzle piece holes. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah,
1: and then when Stanley is, like... Draped over the bathtub His blood is dripping down And then it transitions To the Like dripping onto Bev's face Yeah yeah, Like shit like that That's just Mm. such good Like transitions A
0: lot of associative editing And I think you're right Every Every Segment In chapter 2 Where it's showing The kids as adults Had like a way That each scene Bled into the other Yeah Which is really nice And even later in the film When They're in the house For the final battle And you've got Ben in like the underground clubhouse Filling with soil mm-hmm. And you've got Bev in the bathroom stall Filling with blood yep. Like that's a really nice parallel And then when she opens the door And they like join up in this yeah. weird sort of and I, reality
1: I always like shots like that Where it's like Shots that are playing with sort of gravity, like mm. when we watch "As Above, So Below." Oh, that's like where, beautiful! Yeah, it's it's from one perspective,
0: it's upside down, but then they go through it, and mm. it's a
1: different perspective. I always I
0: always like that. There was one shot in one of these films where they did that thing you like, where it's, the shot's upside down, and the camera like does a one eighty and like flips uh, okay. up and shows the right uh. way up, but I can't remember that might have been when was. i was washing the dishes i can't remember <laughs> but i do like some of the shots in here um, there's a lot of candid framing which obviously makes the viewer aware something's not quite right yep um, but also that aerial shot in the storm drain scene in chapter 1 and you've got like the you can see the individual like raindrops coming down around georgie mm-hmm. um, that's really nice and when stan i think adjusts the picture frame that has that weird long neck yeah. woman and it's like he grabs the camera <laughs> yeah. like tilts the frame that was nice I also noticed, not so much in chapter two, but in chapter one, a bit of a bit of color theory. Um, oh I noticed they're all wearing blue in some way, shape, or form to create this kind of like sense of unity. Um, but then, as Bill and Beverly start forming this relationship, you start seeing them in red when everyone else is still in blue. But because that like postcard with the poem on it that Ben wrote mm-hmm. and put in her bag, she thinks it's from Bill. Um, Ben is wearing a red shirt under a blue hoodie So it's like okay. he wants to be with Bev <laughs> But Bill and her are the one forming the connection So they're in red Everyone else is blue And he's like a bit of both Because he's trying he, to like
1: yeah, okay. hide it He's got his red underneath the blue
0: Yeah I might have read far too nah. much into that But I liked that
1: I did not catch that at all But I love that That's Yeah
0: cool. That was that was a nice touch Um, And in chapter 2 I kind of like how Like I mentioned at the start of this episode It's got like callbacks or like flashback scenes, but they're not like the same scenes we mm-hmm. saw of them as kids. So you can kind of see, because I think in chapter one, you only kind of see like maybe three or four of the kids' encounters with Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one shows it a bit more of like when they were kids, like shows Ben like in the school hall mm-hmm. when he's like hiding in the locker. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other examples. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, Eddie when he's like in the... Basement of the pharmacy, yeah, and his mum's like strapped to the table with that like hooded. What did you call it? The, the leper. The leper, yeah. Like you know what a closer. leper is, right? Well, I presume it's just someone with leprosy. Yeah. yeah you.
1: It just sounded like you didn't know what that was.
0: <laughs> oh well, when you said it earlier, I didn't know what senior. Oh, okay. To. Yeah. Yeah, but I did notice in well maybe I'm misremembering, but chapter two did pay way more homage to Stanley than the 1990 version but maybe it's because it was just they had more time because of the length of the film of chapter two what do you mean pays homage to stanley so like stanley takes his own life when he gets the call from mike so he doesn't want to yep. go back to Derry. in this one they make a hell of a big deal about it and like they reminisce about stanley together when they're back in Derry as adults mm-hmm. when they're in the clubhouse they find the shower caps and there's that like oh okay i get it. that's yeah. like touching scene of how like thoughtful he was and um then there's like the final scene where they all get the letters that he wrote before he committed suicide mm. and his partner sent out there's just like more scenes like showing yeah. their connection to him because he couldn't make it whereas I, in the first one i understand one, what you mean now <laughs> yeah and i feel like in the 1991 it was just like they only kind of like mention it when they're at the dinner and the mm-hmm. dinner scene and they're like oh where's stanley
1: yeah okay i like that yeah,
0: yeah so i don't know i did read some like negative Criticism online about that How saying it kind of Or it could potentially imply That killing yourself Is a perfectly acceptable way To deal with childhood trauma
1: Well, I don't know about um, How much it, you know Makes it acceptable for that Mm. But it does sort of imply that There's a reason for him to kill himself? Because yeah. at the end, he like, sends the letters of like, I didn't kill myself because I was scared. I just knew that if we faced Pennywise and I was there, I wouldn't be able to like do it properly. Mm. So I took myself out of the equation. Like It's it's sort of positing that as, all right, there you go. He had a reason to kill himself, so it's okay.
0: Yeah. Or it's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they really needed that though because like they kind of have that with Eddie when they've got the final fight in the well and he gets killed by Pennywise. Because he, like, freezes in terror in the house hmm. when he could have saved Richie, I think. When you've got, like, the thing looking head of Stanley Very, as a kid. That, that's that's for sure a thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, the thing homage. It's like a Japanese spider crab looking Because I thing. think he even says the same line
0: as in the thing. Oh, really? Like, he says, nice. like, you've got to be kidding me or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then again, when they're back and, and he's, like, scared to climb down and help them... Mm. And he's like, no, I can't do it. You saw me, like, paralyzed by fear back there. And Richie grabs him and he's like, who killed a (laughs) fucking interdimensional clown when he was 14? You did. Like, things like that. Like, he reassures him. And, like, if that was, like, Stan's fear, like, did you really need that much, like, screen time dedicated to that when when they kind of did that with Eddie and it was more emotionally investive?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I guess they had to do something with Stan's character.
0: Yeah, because they kind of build up um, this moment and uh, this longing for Stanley as a lost character. But he's the one I feel, maybe except for Mike, he's the one who has the least screen time so the audience can't build as much of a rapport with in chapter one. So then when they have all these sequences about how much they're going to miss him in chapter two, like I don't feel (laughs) as an audience member that I... Shared their lament
1: Yeah, because we didn't Yeah, he was definitely like Apart from Mike in the first one He's yeah. the least utilised character Yeah yeah. But I don't know that,
0: if I'm just being Like callous and insensitive No, but I, th- that's, no I think that's 100% like They like, could have cut back a lot
1: of that And saved the runtime. Well, I think instead of that They could have just Given him more to do in the first movie, like well, al- that. allow the you know the viewers to actually create a really good relationship with him, so that when they find out in the second movie that he's killed himself, they're like actually gutted. Mm. So like, oh, that
0: like he's part of the group, but he's not one of the main characters of the you know the group. Yeah, but it is a hell of a reaction. I mean, look at the other characters. Like when they get called as adults <laughs> to come back to Dairy, like Eddie crashes his car, yep. Richie fucking vomits, yeah, <laughs> a couple of times in the film, I think. Yeah <laughs> Cause that's like Oh yeah he After like he kills, kills Henry, Henry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throws up Oh my god are you alright No I just <laughs> fucking killed a dude I wasn't talking to you
1: <laughs> Yeah just He's he's just a funny character
0: Yeah I mean My favourite scene I touched on it before In chapter 2 Is the The reunion dinner And the whole fortune cookie thing Yep Like when What does it say Like they've each got a word And it says Guess Stanley couldn't cut it Yep I also liked The Stephen King cameo as Oh the, the The shopkeeper um, Yep Um <laughs> there's a few images in that I just watched, re-watched Christine today So it's fresh in my mind But in that scene uh, Bill's childhood bike is in the window mm-hmm. And he goes in there to buy it When he goes in there There's an old California number plate up there And it's the same number <laughs> plate as Christine, Christine. Okay. And then obviously Stephen King himself is behind the counter And he sells the bike to him for $300 Which is how much Arnie bought Christine for Damn, in the I, film. That,
1: that's a hella like... Easter egg right there. Yeah.
0: And I also like when... Because Bill is now a, a famous writer. Um, when in, when Stephen King charged him 300 bucks for the bike, he's like, you're the big author. You can afford it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was just... Yeah. yeah well, cause so it, meta. Yeah. Because
1: well, it was also like the running joke where Bill can't... Like he sucks at endings. Yeah. Whereas it's a criticism
0: yeah. of Stephen King that a lot of his endings are shite. Mm, mm, so that was nice. Uh, what else? You mentioned earlier about the three doors. Like the... Very scary, scary, not scary at all. Yep. What I like about that is, uh, and the way that the... Well, there's a lot of ways that chapter one and chapter two tie in. Like parallel each other? Yeah, because I'm just trying to remember which door had which thing. But I know in like chapter one, I think they go through not scary at all. And there's like the hanging (laughs) torso. Betty rips them, yep. Yeah, but then in chapter two... They're like, oh no, he's trying to trick us, and they go through very scary. And then it's her legs. Yeah, that was a cool, cool like kind of time. Uh, I like that. Yeah, uh, there was a few Stephen King of marches as well while we while we're mentioning him in that scene I mentioned before, where you've got Beverly trapped in the like imaginary bathroom stall that's filling with blood. The filling with blood kind of reminded me of like The Shining, even though it wasn't in the book. I know it was in the film. Yep. And even when It like, reminded
1: me of, it's been out long enough. I think Evil Dead Rise.
0: Or maybe yeah. Evil Dead Rise oh, took yep. it from this. Yep. No, that's true. I oh, actually, no,
1: they would have taken it from literally Shining, because there's an elevator.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then in that scene when people are like bashing on the door, and one of the times Henry Bowers comes through and he's like, here's Johnny. Yep. So that was another one. Um but also the fact that Bev gets like soaked in blood is like an Carrie. Okay. And then at the end when they defeat it, the house collapses into the ground like the end of Carrie. So there's like a lot oh, okay. of okay. a lot of kind of tie-ins. I just... Um, uh, every time I looked at that house, I just saw Monster House. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got that vibe, so... Yeah. Well. But I feel like whenever someone does a modern adaptation of a Stephen King film, there's always the least regs in there to other other films or other books of his. Yeah. Well, there's been
1: so many, like, iconic ones. Like, it's such a... Not staple, but, like, it's such a big driving force of a lot of... Especially, like, 80s and 90s horror. Mm. It's just like, oh, yeah, Stephen King. Yeah. Had a lot yeah. to do with, like, the horror genre.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I like... The like I said before, the way that they defeat Pennywise or it is by belittling him and oh, making him small, just bullying. Yeah, so the message—literally bullying. Bullying is okay. Yeah, and then it's like reach into his <laughs> little clown chest and pull <laughs> out his heart, and then they all just like stick their thumbs in it and kill yeah. him. Yeah, I thought that was a cool kind of metaphor for love conquers. Okay, love conquers. <laughs> love conquers all. Yeah. And it's, well, it, it's weird because it's like they're destroying his heart, which is like the opposite.
1: Yeah. But- well, I I like the, not my least favorite, but something that I don't really like about the chapter two is like one of the final fights is they're literally fighting a giant CGI Pennywise spider. Yeah. It's like it's it's it starts to lean into an action movie at that point. Like mm. I don't want a big fight scene to be the climax of a movie. I want like, I don't know, a smart, like maybe emotional tie in to like a weakness that they have or something and then here it is like they instead of the fighting doesn't work so they literally find out how to defeat it and like belittle it to death yeah um and it actually reminded me like this whole movie and concept reminds me a lot of nightmare on elm street because you've got this entity that feeds on fear mm. of like kids to teenagers um has like this you know alternate uh, reality alter yeah like, like reality the, the bleeds. altering Like the illusions and things? Um, Yeah, like illusions. For sure. Yeah, and then the way they defeat it is by like realizing that fear is what gives it power. Mm. So if you stop being afraid of it, then that saps its power away. So you can just be like, all right, yep, I can beat you now. Yeah, You're not that scary.
0: The whole concept of the deadlines is sick though. Like I love when Richie, adult Richie, Is like throwing rocks at him (laughs) Then he's like mid-throw Just fucking blank face Like he goes limp That was cool
1: Yeah, I mean that kind of Gives me like H.P. Lovecraft vibes Okay Like that I really like Because I think it's meant to be Especially in the book This like unfathomable Entity, creature, energy That like Kind of just drives you mad Mm. And that's like very H.P. Lovecraft Yeah End of Lighthouse You're staring at this thing That your mind can't comprehend So you just go crazy
0: Yeah, yeah I like that it was um it was kind of comical but really <laughs> yeah. well done. What do you think? Like not being a reader of the book that the Deadlights is. Like these three orbs that kind of I mean I I just kind of see that as
1: like its true form and mm. everything else is just um like its face that it puts on to connect to/scare slash its like victims. Yeah, okay. But like it is these three lights. Mm. Who's your favorite character? Uh Adult-wise, it might be
0: either Richie or Eddie. Okay. Kid-wise, I think it's definitely Eddie. He was just likable. He was just very funny. Because, like, Richie was funny, but mm. Eddie was, like, a bit less, like, standoffish.
1: Yeah, he, he's funny but with like, it, reliable, without, like without
0: that. being too, like,
1: much of a dick, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Plus, I love that, Um, I don't know if it's completely the reason, but James Ranzoni who plays Eddie in the adult version, always has his jacket on. Mm-hmm. And I... Th- I think I read that the reason is because he's got tattoos and he just didn't want to cover them up ah, <laughs> in like okay. makeup. Yeah, respect. And, yeah, it's like, oh, I just love, good with- love a guy with tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. All right. Well, I think we are pretty much done for this episode. I think but, we're spent. Yeah, thanks for listening to us ramble about it. It, it is, like at the start, it's a very hard sort mm. of movie slash movies, series, yeah. miniseries book to, to like tackle because it's so... All over the place A lot like, of moving parts Yeah, a lot of moving parts The book goes from You know A lot of back and forth Between the kids mm. and the, the kids and the adults The movies There's f- technically four That we had to try and talk about
0: yeah. There's a lot of characters And it's a long time span To cover as well
1: Yeah I mean there's There's, there's kind of a whole lot That we weren't able to get into Because of time wise But mm. I guess we uh, pretty much gave our general thoughts. I, I I don't think we've actually
0: said it, but I did like these movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I very much did. Uh, it Chapter 1 out of the three is definitely my favourite.
1: For sure. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. say I'd agree with that. Despite the fact that it's kid actors, I liked them well enough to
0: overlook it. Yeah, it is my favourite. But I mean, yeah, the, the, the adult actors in 2 make that long runtime enjoyable. Mm, yes. I also do like that it's such a long book and there's like all... All this screen time for it And it's just called It yeah. Just two letters Well
1: We had It Follows Now we've got It Is yep. there anything else with It in the title? <sighs> Fuck
0: It is there, <laughs> is there a movie with like Follow in it? Let's
1: <laughs> cut this pause <sighs> I don't know Anyway Anyway that's that's I think It You can uh, catch us next week Every Friday 5pm We drop a new episode Next next week's another topic episode That we've yes. got uh Lined up, which, which pretty much ties into uh, some stuff we've been talking about. Mm, another
0: big one, yeah. Oh, I think people will like it.
1: I've got a lot of movies to watch before next week.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the, the last two, and will definitely be a big clue as to what <laughs> this topic will be about. If you can piece it together.
1: Yeah. So you know, keep an eye on the on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Deadhouse, Deadhouse Pod, and yeah, catch us when we release the episode on the streaming services. This is a. <laughs> interesting outro anyway (laughs) we'll be right back